Amen. So I want to look at a passage of scripture this morning. Uh, I want to begin this series entitled The Mind of the Believer. Amen. The Mind of the Believer. Um, I was supposed to start this many weeks ago, but uh, God uh, saw fit that this is for such a time like this. Okay. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Colossians. Uh, Colossians chapter 3. Amen. We're going to go to the book of Colossians. Uh, that will be Colossians chapter 3. And I want to begin reading. Um, I, want, I want to deal with verses 2 and verses 3 today. Amen. So if you want to get your Bibles ready, amen, we'll get in there and we will get in the word of God. I hope everyone is doing well. Before I do that, though, um, today we have a couple birthdays today. Amen. We have a couple birthdays. I forgot to mention that. Um, how did I forget that? Um, <clears throat> we have a couple birthdays today. We have Aaliyah Hunt. Happy birthday, Aaliyah. Yay. You want to say something real quick? Say something. Amen. Just say hello. Amen. Hey, yeah, good morning. Thank uh, you for uh, all the birthday wishes. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll just blame with him. All right. Yeah. Congratulations, Aaliyah. Happy birthday. And Sister Brucey's birthday is today. Amen. Also today. So we thank God for Sister Brucey's birthday. Amen. All the love day birthdays we have in the house. Amen. Thank God, and I pray that God will continue to bless you all and that God will continue, amen, to uh, uh, give you strength. I thank God, as I said, that, that God has blessed you to see 24 years old and you are in the Lord, serving the Lord. You know, saints, I want to tell you something. The culture today uh, is so influential, amen, that our young people, uh, they're not really attracted to God. Amen. They're not really attracted. They're, they're attracted to a God, but not the God of the Bible. Amen. And so, um, and, and I, I don't, I don't blame them for that. I, I blame the presentation of the gospel for that. But I do want to say this. I, I want to say this. I'm proud of my kids. Amen. I really am. I'm, I'm proud of my kids that they are. They have made a decision. You know, when they became adults. Um, I asked them a question. I did. I asked them a question. I said, what type of Christian adult do you want to be? That's what I asked them. Amen. And, and again, they, they answered, you know, Hey, Pat, daddy, I want to serve God. I want to live for God and, uh, and that kind of stuff. And so listen, saints, uh, just because your children are old doesn't mean you don't have influence over them. Amen. You can talk to them about Jesus. Okay. And there's hope for them. All right. Let me say it one more time. There's what? There's hope for them. But if you train up a child in the way they should go, when they are old, they shall not depart from it. Amen. Amen. All right. Colossians chapter three. And, and um, I want to look at verse verses two and verse three, but I want to read verse one. It says, therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind, mm, set your mind on the 
things above and not the things that are on earth. Watch this. For you have died and, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You see that? You see what I'm saying? He says, your life, you know, people are out here trying to find their purpose and all this other stuff. Listen, as a believer, I want to talk about this morning, the mind of the believer. I want to talk about focus. I want to talk about the fo focus. I want to talk about what? Focus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for your promises and we ask God your blessings now uh, upon your word. Forgive me of my sins, clear my mind and heart, and Lord, allow me to deliver your word with clarity. Remove the distractions now, Lord, and in every home, wherever each and every person is, uh, Lord, let there not be any distractions now so that they can hear the word. In Jesus' name, amen, and thank God. Amen, 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 amen. 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 The human brain has a natural tendency to give weight and to remember negative experiences or interactions. You see, we have a tendency in life to just focus on the negative. Amen. If, if, you, if you ask a person, uh, how was your day? They will tell you the bad stuff first <laughs> before they tell you the good stuff. It's amazing how our minds gravitate towards the negative. Amen. I, I want you to Pay attention, saints, that when someone asks you how you're doing or when you are given an opportunity to share, what do you share first? Do you share the good news first or do you share the bad news first? You see, we have to recognize where and what our minds are focused on. When I, when I put together this message, I was at the end of the year, 2020, and uh, I had preached a series of sermon, sermons about finishing strong. I told you that there, there's freedom. You have, to, you have to focus on your freedom. You have to focus on your faith. But if you're going to finish strong, you got to focus on forgiveness. For many of us, we may say, okay, I made it. It's a new year. But it's crazy how even in the new year, how so many of us have already started to repeat the things, come on somebody, and focused on the things that we left behind in 2020. I wish I had somebody. You see, your focus has to change if you're going to approach this year differently. I'm going to say it one more time. Here's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about a resolution. Amen. They said by March, your resolution is out the window. 
Amen. They said they said that the re a resolution, amen, doesn't last long. But I believe, saints, that many of us, what happens to us is that we lose focus very easily. I told you this morning that if you want God's peace, you got to put yourself in his protective care. Can I tell you something? You have something, you have, we as believers have something working against us. Your flesh, the world, and the devil. I'm going to say it one more time. The flesh, the world, and the devil will cause you to change focus. What we need is a clear mind. Our thoughts need to be governed. Amen. Not by the things that has happened to us, but our thoughts need to be governed. Amen. And also, our thoughts need to come under scrutiny. Do I have anybody? I want to say to somebody here today, you have to pay attention to what you're thinking daily. You have to pay attention to what you're thinking because, watch this, if you don't have a clear mind and if you don't change your thinking in 21, tell your neighbor you're going to have a repeat of 2020. Amen. And all the years that we choose not to develop in our thinking. Do I have anybody? I want to say something to you this morning. I want to say this to you this morning. Some of us are just repeating Amen. The things that we've done year after year after year because we're not developing mentally. Listen, when we got out of high school, when we got out of college, we were like, man, I'm done learning. I'm shoot. I'm done with that. I ain't got to read no book. I ain't got to do none of that. Guess what? I'm leaving all that stuff alone. Why? Because guess what? I'm done with that. I'm done taking exams. I'm done writing papers. But I want to say to somebody here today. As a believer, you have entered into the new into a new school, and that school is called life. Amen. But as a believer, watch this. The difference between us, our mind, and the mind of the world is this, that we have a choice. You see, the Bible says that we now have the mind of Christ. And because we have the capacity to think, Think godly thoughts, to read our Bibles, to understand our Bibles. Listen, I want to say there are a lot of believers who are underdeveloped. And the reason they're underdeveloped, saints, is because, watch this, they don't recognize what they have. See? Amen. And listen, the unbeliever can't think Christian or they can't think Christ-like, but you can May I ask you a question? Are you maximizing your potential? Watch this, in your thinking as a believer? See, the unbeliever has the wisdom of the world. Watch this, and they're trapped in darkness, alienated from God, and they cannot comprehend the word of God. How can the believer possess such a powerful mind but never use it? Do I have anybody? How can the believer have such a powerful mind but live so defeated? I know the answer for that. The answer for that is their focus. And as a believer, the one thing that we possess is what I call a relaxed mental attitude. We can meditate on scriptures and we have the difference between us and the world is we have a divine viewpoint of life. In other words, as the writer says, I've been young and now I'm old. Oh, I wish I had somebody. 
but I've never seen, seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. And the reason why he can say that because he had an advantage over the world. And the advantage is we can see things the world can't see. If we put on the full armor of God, if we put on the helmet of salvation, if we put on the breastplate of righteousness, if we, we put on the belt of truth, feet shoved with the preparation of the gospel of peace, sworn of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I want to tell somebody today, you have a spiritual viewpoint of life. It's time to start using it. Do I have anybody? You see, Paul writes to this church around AD 60, 62, while he was in prison in Rome. One of his purposes for writing, watch this, is to correct the false teaching that had sprung up in this Asian city where they were literally trying to deny the deity and the supremacy of Christ. Watch this, and, and watch this. And he wanted to lead these believers into spiritual maturity. He wanted these believers to understand something about their Christian life. Can I tell you something? If you don't understand what you have, you'll never use it. If you don't know what you have, you'll never use it. He wanted to inform them about his state of affairs, where he was, but he was writing to tell them, listen, here's the thing. Here's what he was trying to say. Chapter two, he was telling them there's no philosophy but Christ. Do I have anybody? Watch this. Watch verse six of chapter two. He says, therefore, you have received Christ Jesus. Watch this. So walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up and establishing your faith. Watch this. Just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. See? 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 In chapter one, he tells them that he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Come on, somebody. And he says that he says that he is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. In him, all things hold together. May I ask you a question? How is your life now? Is it holding together or is it falling apart? But here's what you, you and I have to ask. Are we firmly rooted? See, here's the thing. If if, if if the latest thing can root you up, if the next trial can root you up, then you wasn't rooted. <laughs> See, Paul is saying, listen, don't worry about that. Understand who you are in Christ. Your identity helps you to overcome those things that you are lacking focus in. Are you with me? Look at verse 20 of chapter two for me. He says, if you have died with Christ to the elementary principles of what? Of the world. Watch the question. There's a question there. He says, what? What does he say? He says, why? Why what? Why as if you were living in the world, do you submit yourself to degrees such as? You know what he's saying? He says, how come you don't look the part? You've been saved. 
You've been sanctified. Listen, I'm going to share this with you. And I want to say this to you, okay? It's possible for you to be spiritual and still live in the world. But see, what happens to us is that when we go into the world, saints, for some reason, the world becomes so powerful that it overpowers us and we lose focus. Are you with me? So verse chapter three, verse one, he says, therefore, see, that's what the there is there for. He says, if you have been raised up with Christ. See, he asks if and he asks why. If is in the first class condition. It's if and it's true. But if and it's true from the viewpoint that the person is doing what the text suggested. Now watch this. If you are saved and you're not seeking the things above, then it'll be if and the third class condition, if and it's not true to you. Are you with me? And so what I'm saying today is this, that he says, if you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above. Listen, how much time do you spend or do we spend seeking heavenly things to get a heavenly reality about earthly life? Because he says, watch the Bible says this, Whatever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose in heaven shall be loose on earth. But here's the thing. If we're just focused on success, promotion, money, all these other secular pursuits, and we're not really seeking the things above, and we don't have a heavenly focus, then how can we be happy in this life? Let me say this. Conditionally, positionally, you are no longer of the world, saints. That's why I'm talking about the believer's mind. Watch this. He's telling them to change their focus from carnal to spiritual. So as you make a decision, as you make that decision, uh, the devil will attack you. But you got to stay focused. So the question is, how exactly do we develop this focus? Well, I'm glad you asked me. I heard you asking. Amen. I'm so glad I heard you ask. Look at verse two. He says, set your mind. See? He says, listen, if you want a divine viewpoint of life, you got to ask yourself right now, where is your mind at? Where's it at? I know you're listening to me, but where's your mind? And that word set means to be devoted, to exercise the mind. See, some of us are growing physically, but we've stopped growing mentally. And we've stopped growing spiritually. So, so my first point today, first point, if you if you want to have this focus, if you want to develop this Christian mind, right? First thing you have to do is focus on spiritual growth. Don't come to a place in your Christian life where you feel that you have arrived. Just because you can read, just because you can understand it, listen, there's a lot more growing to do. Focus on spiritual growth. 
in context, Paul, because Paul says they have been raised up with Christ, their focus now should be to cultivate the relationship. The believer now has the ability to seek God because of the new relationship with Christ. Are you with me this morning? Saints, I'm asking a question. How old are you spiritually? And if you're not focused on spiritual growth, you're going to stop growing. See, a lot of people are just happy with being a Christian. Oh, I'm a Christian. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just a Christian. You know, I'm, I'm just a Christian now. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm saved. I'm sanctified. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost and I'm going to heaven. But, but let me ask you, what are you spending most of your time focusing on? What will you become if you don't have balance? See, he doesn't want you to be so spiritual, you know, earthly good, but he wants you to focus on your spiritual growth. I appeal to you to focus on your spiritual growth above everything else. Listen, above career, above family, above anything, finances, I'm, I'm appealing to you this morning that the reason that you may have no peace in your home, no peace in your heart, the reason why maybe you're trying to balance everything and you're falling apart is possibly you are not growing spiritually. Maybe you're stuck on the last teaching. I encourage you. You have the mind of Christ. And now like a baby, you have to develop that mind. This means that you have to think about God and how to grow closer to him. Now, when he says, set your mind, watch this now. When he says, set your mind, it's in the present tense. So what does that mean, Pastor? It means that God is saying that because you've been raised with Christ, fact, present tense represents, watch this, the reality that it's occurring now in the actual time. So what he's saying is this is not just something that you receive and you stop. It's something they have to continue to develop. Now, it's in the imperative mood, which means that it's a command to the hearer to perform the action. God can't do it for you. I can't do it for you. But only you can do it for you. The next thing he says, he says, set your mind on the things above. The second thing you got to focus is focus. You ready for this? Focus on spiritual growth. But the second thing is focus on spiritual things. Isn't that amazing? Paul appeals to them to think about spiritual things, not just earthly things. He wants them to realize this according to, uh, according to scripture. He says, I want, you, I want you to put Christ first. Before you do anything, focus on your spiritual growth but then focus on what? Spiritual things. What are the spiritual things he's talking about? Worship, prayer, ministry, evangelism, spiritual growth, giving. Come on, somebody. You see, how much time do you spend in your mind seeking spiritual things? May I say this to you? Watch this. If you focus on spiritual things, those earthly things will come. Listen, you ain't got to go find favor. Favor going to follow you. You don't have to find blessings. Blessings will follow you. Listen, if you're concerned consistently and setting your minds on earthly things, you watch this, you will always be frustrated. 
The believer whose mind is always occupied with earthly things will soon be totally defeated. The things above doesn't mean you walk around all spiritual where you're no earthly good. No, 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 no. There's balance with that. You don't have to say praise the Lord, saints, every time. You know what I'm saying? You have to say amen every time. It means that you are, watch this, you have a sanctified mind. So you can see things from a divine viewpoint. Watch this. You can serve him. And watch this. Serving God becomes easy. Serving God is not a chore when your mind is set on him. He says, set your mind on things above. Amen. Watch this. Watch this. He says, he says, he says, for you have died. Verse three. You see that? See what he said? He says, set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. So what does that mean, Pastor? I got to live on earth, but I got to have a heavenly viewpoint. I got to live on earth and I have to realize that I'm going to the grave. But, but the grave is not my finality. The grave is just a portal for me to get to where I'm going. I wish I had somebody. And, and I'm not, uh, listen, I want this to be, you know, people always ask me, well, what does that look like? It looks like this. I'm focusing on spiritual things. Amen. Now I'm balancing out. Yesterday, my daughter's birthday, we were dancing. We were having a good time. You understand what I'm saying? We were TikToking and all that. You know what I mean? But my point is, listen, I didn't let it get me carried away where I'm so serious about myself, you know, spiritually, that I'm no earthly good, that nobody, nobody can relate to me. You with me? Watch what he says. He says, for you have died. Watch this. The question is, are you the same you who died? So the next thing you got to focus on, you ready? Focus on spiritual separation. Now watch this. He says, for you have died, aorist tense. Now, in the Greek, aorist has nothing to do with time. It has to do with the kind of action. So when he says you have died, watch this now. It is action that is completed without consideration of time, past, present, and future. In other words, it's, it, watch this, it's a condition that has to be developed because you already possess the condition of the action. Woo, Lord have mercy. Watch this. And watch this. So you don't need potential. You already got potential. You don't need somebody to hype you up. You already got that. Watch this. But you've you're died. You're dead. You're dead. Amen. Oh, you's dead. And quit letting people define you by your past or what you used to be. Paul says that the the, the permanence of your condition. You ready? Oh Lord. The permanence of the permanence of your condition, ready, qualifies you for, for, for separation, which was bought with a price. What is the doctrine of separation? You ready? Separation means this. You are in the world, but you're not of the world. You are in the world, but you don't talk like the world. You're in the world, but you don't live like the world. You're in the world, but you don't cuss no more. Ah. You're in the world to bring glory to God. 
He says, if you change your focus, focus on separate. You know what? The world can cause us to neglect and negotiate our spiritual focus. Some struggle to balance and watch this. If your mind is not under the filling and the controlling of the Holy Spirit, you will never recognize when you're being okie doke. And you know, and you know, you know, you know, they're gonna slick, they're gonna come in and slit it in. Oh, they're gonna use God talk to get you to walk away from the real thing. I encourage you to evaluate, watch this, where you're going, who you're hanging around with, uh-huh, and where your mind is. Watch this. If you're drawing closer to the world, world than you are to the word and to God, there's your danger point. And you are in danger of becoming frustrated. Fix your mind on spiritual, not the secular. Listen, you, the old you have, have died. And if you're still focusing, you may want to write this down right here. And if you're still focused on the old version of you and not separating yourself from the old version of you, you will have what I call an identity crisis. <laughs> and some of us, we have an identity crisis. Right now, we don't know who. We call it bipolar. But you ain't bipolar, boo. Guess what? Your mind is thinking on the world. You're not, you're, you're, you're not separating your mind from the things on earth or the things above. See? Until you separate yourself from the old life. Listen, you, you, you may have to move. You may have to move out. You may have to get away from all that nonsense that keeps pulling friends that's holding you back, family that's holding you back, come on, co-workers that's holding you back, job that's holding you back, whatever it may be, there's something that's stopping your focus. And listen, if you don't separate yourself, you'll find yourself defeated. That old version of you, if you try to improve that old version, the Bible said he did. He did. You're trying to find, watch this, you got to go back to the, to the, to the graveyard and find him. But guess what? He can't help you no more. But you have a new life in Christ. Look what he says. He says in verse three, for you have died and your life is what? Hidden with Christ in God. In other words, God hides you. He envelopes you. <laughs> Amen. He conceals you within himself. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. And listen, the scientists can't figure that out yet. But I know I'm not the man I used to be. Boy, I'm about to go see flat on y'all. Amen. Listen, I, I know I'm not the man I used to be. I know I don't talk the same way. And I know that it's not me because if it was up to me, why well, says I'd still be cussing. But my life is hidden in Christ. So, so my last point. Ready? Watch this. Focus on spiritual development. Listen to me now. There's a difference between growth and development. Spiritual development means that you are taking an active role, watch this, of evaluating where you are, watch this, 
moment by moment, time and time, week by week, month by month, you are evaluating and you are getting the tools that you need to develop. Paul says, your life is hidden with Christ in God. Watch this. What life? The new life. He also says in 2 Corinthians 4, he says that the life that the life that you're living now is so that Jesus may be manifested in your body through his death. So in other words, he's pointing to the new you. This year, in 2021, you got to have a new focus. You got to focus on your spiritual growth. You got to focus on spiritual things. You got to focus on spiritual separation. You got to focus on spiritual development. But I exhort you this way. When you, when you do, your mind will be at peace. For why? Why? Because when you keep your mind stayed on him, <laughs> he will keep you on what? In what? Perfect peace. Because your mind is stayed on him. Your life now consists of God, Jesus, and God. And that should be our focus. You are hidden from the wiles of the devil and destruction. So why do you think Satan is trying to distract you with that six foot tall, dark, and ah, y'all missing it. Yeah. See, he's trying to distract you. With that 36 20, I'm sorry, he's trying, he's trying to get you. He's trying to, he's trying to get you because he understands that if I can get your focus on earthly things only, and watch this, and deny you of a heavenly reality, and watch this, and distort your vision of, of, of heavenly things, then guess what he's gonna do? He's gonna pull you right back down. Listen, if you can change your mind to think I'm dead, but I'm alive to God. Watch this. No more down days. No more depression. No more darkness. No more despair. Why? Because you know who you are. You know what the problem really is? We don't know as believers today what our identity is. We've lost our identity. Matter of fact, we, we've been hacked. Yeah. Satan has hacked. He has gotten into our, yeah, into our identity uh, profile, and he has caused a distortion for us not to believe who we are in Christ. A man went to go visit a psychiatrist one day. And when the doctor came in, he asked, what can I do for you today? He said, what seems to be the problem? He said, I have a problem, man. He said, every single time I go to the grocery store, when I pass by the dog food section, something in my mind tells me that I need to open a can of Alpo and eat it. Something inside of me tells me to pick up a can of Alpo and open it, and I start chowing it down. Doc, what's wrong with me? He says, well, this is a strange one. I ain't never dealt with nothing like this before. He said, well, how long have you been dealing with this, with this problem? He said, the man said, ever since I was a puppy. This man was confused about who he really was. If he was a dog by identity, then Alpo is what he would be looking for. Just as this gentleman was confused, many Christians are confused about their identity in Christ. They are eating dog food when they should be eating filet mignon. <laughs> 
And I stopped by to tell you today that you got to pay attention to where your focus is because you are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And you have a purpose in Christ. But if you don't know your identity, you'll be eating dog food. Amen. I'm done with that. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. To his holy name. Amen. Praise Jesus. All right. All right. All right.